Something to note, all myths have many versions and variations. For this episode, we've selected those we felt are the most dramatic and entertaining and supplemented them with additional research into ancient Egypt. Our myths may not be the version you're familiar with, but we hope you'll enjoy them. A warning, today's myth contains dramatizations and discussions of violence and murder. Please exercise caution for all listeners under 13. A blood-curdling scream echoed across the heavens. Ra couldn't believe his eye. The dinner table, where all the gods had been sitting and eating peacefully moments ago, looked like a war zone. Plates lay smashed on the ground. Chairs had been turned over. Food was scattered across the floor. The one who had made the cry was his great-granddaughter, Isis. She stood at the end of the table, wildly swinging a knife at her sister, Nephthys. Ra could not abide this. With a snap of his fingers, he destroyed the dinner table. The sisters froze, turning their attention from each other back toward their great-grandfather. Put down the knife. Where are my boys? Where are Set and Osiris? I'm right here. Ra saw the terror in Isis's eyes before he turned to greet the new arrival. Set, the dog-faced god of chaos, snarled. Blood dripped off his matted fur and onto his naked torso. Then he spoke and confirmed Ra's fears. As for Osiris, he's dead. And not even you can bring him back. Welcome to Mythology, a Spotify original from Parcast. Every Tuesday, we present dramatic stories from ancient mythology and explore their origins. I'm your host and narrator, Vanessa Richardson. You can find all episodes of Mythology and all other Spotify originals from Parcast for free on Spotify or wherever you listen to podcasts. Today, we're concluding the story of Ra, the Egyptian god of the sun and the creator of all life. Ra's existence is tied to the concept of ma'at, a balance and order to all things. Something that became increasingly difficult the more life Ra brought into existence. Coming up, Ra investigates the death of his great-grandson. Life is a highway, and on it there will be many chicken sandwiches. But there's only one crispy. so go ahead and hit the turn signal if you know about this juicy gem of a detour. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. A lot can happen in three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. How does it feel to be powerless, Ra? Ra stared at the bloody form of Set before him. Everything had unraveled all at once. 
Ra was supposed to be the one that ended the chaos and unbalance of the universe, but the more he tried to control things, the more they came undone. His progeny had thrown the heavens into a constant state of disorder. Sekhmet had tried to wipe out the humans, and Set had turned on his own brother. From the moment Ra spoke himself into existence, Ma'at was his entire reason for being. Order and balance held in place by his presence. He was the light to oppose the darkness, not just metaphorically, but literally as well. Ra was the very sun itself. But now the souls of his most prized creation, humans were missing, and with Osiris dead, Ra had no idea how he was going to restore that balance. Ra's grasp on Ma'at seemed to be slipping, but he wasn't going to stand idly by. He lunged towards Set, and before the god could react, snatched him up off the ground by the neck. Tell me exactly what happened. <laughs> Osiris and I had a disagreement. Segment was rampaging across Earth, burning up those sorry humans that turned away from you to worship other gods. Osiris disapproved. I reminded him that Segment was acting on your orders. I instructed her to kill a third of humanity. She overstepped by taking as many as she did. Segment was the only one willing to do what was necessary. You wasted the best part of creation on those filthy mortals. The people of the Nile are not your concern. Earth is Osiris's domain. Was Osiris's domain. Didn't you hear me, great-grandfather? I killed him. <laughs> Ra tightened his grip on Set's throat. He couldn't believe his realm had devolved so quickly. The clouds above grew darker. The chaos that Set thrived on was spreading. Nothing made sense anymore. Set and Osiris had always squabbled, but Ra had always thought it was just the way the brothers were. He hadn't even been sure that his family could die. Yet as he squeezed tighter, he could sense the life leaving Set's body. It would only take a few more seconds. Ra couldn't do it. He loosened his grip, and Set dropped to the ground like a dead bird. Where is your brother's body? Gone. Somewhere you will never, ever find him. Don't forget, Set. I created this world. <laughs> not this place. Did you not wonder what happened to the souls of your beloved mortals? You don't know, do you? Well, I know. I've seen it. You know where the souls are? Tell me! Oh, Ra, when will you learn? The tighter you close your grip, the more your creations slip out of your hands and into oblivion. The more you try to maintain balance, the more you send it teetering. Tell me! Did you never consider that you might be the problem? In all these eons of preaching about Ma'at, you never once took the time to think about what countered the Almighty Ra. Well, I've seen it. I know what horrors lie outside of this realm. I don't have time for this. Then kill, and send me to join my brother. That's right. 
Osiris is in the place where all souls go after death. The underworld. Take me there. Regretfully, I cannot. But your granddaughter can. My dear mother, Newt, will happily show you the way. Enter through the west and exit through the east. The opposite path of your sun, 12 hours of day, then 12 hours of darkness. Very well. But do not think this will be your only punishment. You have lost the right to call yourself a god. Your penance starts now. Ra snapped his fingers and said transformed into a common mangy dog. Ra pulled back a foot to kick Set, but the dog scurried away from the table towards the furthest corner of the heavens. Set, his powers drained, was banished from Ben-Ben. But banishing Set was only the beginning. Ra still had to find Osiris and his lost souls, and while he now knew how to get there, he had no idea what waited for him. He couldn't risk making the journey alone. Stepping into the unknown of the underworld, Ra would need something more than gods. He would need warriors. Ra summoned Bastet and Sekhmet back from Earth. Sekhmet was still a bit drunk from the beer Bastet had brought her to stop her furious rampage, but the change in scenery startled her to attention. Where am I? Ra! Oh, I suppose you brought me back to punish me for my bloodlust. No, Sekhmet. You're here because I need both my eyes for the coming task. I want you and Bastet by my side. You trust me to help you? After what I did? I was wrong to ignore your feelings before. If I'd listened, we might have avoided this mess. What is it you need me to do? I need you to help me repair the damage you were part of causing. The souls of the humans you slew are gone, as is your nephew Osiris. We are going to recover them. Will you join me on this trip to the underworld? Sekhmet stood up, humbled at her father's forgiveness. She looked to Bastet and back to Ra. I will do whatever it takes to earn my place next to you. I will make up for what I've done. I know, my dear. Get your rest. We leave first thing tomorrow. The next morning, Ra loaded up his boat, the Monjet, for a trip across the earthly sky. He was joining the sun for its journey across the earth. He knew Set's directions would lead him to Osiris and the lost human souls. All he had to do was retrieve them. From the farthest point in the east, all the way to the ends of the earth, Ra, Bastet, and Sekhmet rode through the day. Soon, they reached the mouth of Newt, the goddess of the sky. She opened her mouth and swallowed the Monjet whole. Ra's knees began to tremble as the world went dark. It was an oppressive blackness he hadn't seen since the beginning. They had left behind everything he had created and stepped into an unknown universe. The underworld awaited. Coming up, Ra discovers the fate of Osiris. Listeners, this month marks 60 years since John F. Kennedy became the 35th President of the United States, ushering his already prominent family into the highest enclaves of political power. But behind their storied successes lie secrets and scandals so severe, if it were any other lineage, they would have been left in ruin. 
This January, to commemorate this iconic milestone, dig into the dramas of a real-life American dynasty in the Spotify original from Parcast, The Kennedys. This exclusive series from Spotify features your favorite ParCast hosts, including me, covering every angle of the Kennedys from shows like Conspiracy Theories, Unsolved Murders, Crime Countdown, and others. Assassinations and conspiracies, corruption and cover-ups, international affairs, and extramarital ones, too. Examine all of the Kennedy family's most controversial moments, all in one place. You can binge all 12 episodes of this limited series starting on Tuesday, January 19th. Follow The Kennedys free and exclusively on Spotify. Oh, it's such a clutch pickup, Dave. I was worried we'd bring back the same team. I meant those blackout motorized shades. Blinds.com made it crazy affordable to replace our old blinds. Hard to install? No, it's easy. I installed these and then got some for my mom, too. She talked to a design consultant for free and scheduled a professional measure and install. Hall of Fame son? They're the number one online retailer of custom window coverings in the world. Blinds.com is the GOAT. The GOAT. Go to Blinds.com for up to 45% off. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Now, back to the story. Entering the underworld was terrifying, even for the creator. For the first time in his existence, Ra had no control over his surroundings. The air around him was heavy and close. His muscles felt weak, like he suddenly aged thousands of years at once. But he had to stay vigilant in his new surroundings. Sekhmet, Bastet! Stay away from the railings. I don't know what's in that water. Is this the Nile? When did we land the Manjet? We didn't. This isn't even the same boat. This is the Mesectet. Or so says the flag. Everything looks... wrong. Stay ready. I do not know what dangers await us in this place. The underworld looked vaguely like Egypt, but everything was just slightly off. The colors seemed to be flipped. The sand was blue, the sky was black, and the river was bright orange. After floating for an hour, they came to a massive golden gate. It swung open as the Mesectet approached. Eleven hours left. Eyes of Ra, look for any sign of Osiris or the souls. A shrill screech cut through the air. In the distance, winged demons circled over a field of wheat. The beasts looked like vultures with crocodile snouts instead of beaks and black, leathery wings. They didn't seem to notice or care about Ra and his boat. Bastet inched closer to the bow. She stared out toward the field. Ra! Ra rushed to stand beside his panicked daughter. Glowing blue figures sprinted from the wheat field. Covered in thin white tunics, their arms and legs were charred. They looked terrified. Ra couldn't believe it. These were the lost souls of the humans that Sekhmet had destroyed. They raced through the fields, ducking as the demons dove on them from above. Enormous, undead hyenas chased behind them, nipping at their heels and cackling evilly. Sekhmet, move us closer to the bank. I'm not going to let those souls die again. Ra lifted off the deck of the Mesectet and floated above it, glowing bright red. The souls looked up, 
tears of joy ran down their faces as they spotted Ra. They shouted praises as they sprinted for their god. Bastet drew her sword and leapt atop the bow as Sekhmet steered the boat to the shore. But the souls weren't the only thing that heard Ra's call. The demon's red eyes locked onto the Mesectet. One by one, they dove straight for the boat. Bastet slashed at the demons from the bow, drawing blood with every swing. She was fearless, never once flinching as the monstrous creatures swarmed around her. Ra took a small amount of pleasure in Bastet's ferocity. After a lifetime of peace, his warrior daughter was finally able to showcase her abilities. But Ra couldn't be distracted. He floated down to the bank, hovering over the human souls. Souls of men, take refuge on the barge. We will ferry you to safer shores. Ra tried to conjure a ramp for the souls to walk up, but nothing happened. With a shock, he realized he wasn't just weaker in the underworld, he had no power at all. His hands trembled. He was not the almighty Ra, god of creation, here. He couldn't create a simple ramp. And he was running out of time. The souls were almost to the boat, and the hyenas were closing in. Father, I'm coming! Stay on the ship, Sekhmet. Help the souls get on board. Sekhmet rushed to the edge of the boat. She reached over the side and helped the souls up. Ra moved between the souls and the hyenas. He didn't have his powers, but he still had the spirit of the Almighty. Ra clenched his fists and charged the monsters. In an instant, Ra was surrounded by a whirlwind of biting teeth and tearing claws. Feathers and flesh were shorn away by their onslaught. Ra had never experienced physical pain before. The closest feeling was the weight of the abyss, but these hyenas were something different. The small amount of energy he had left quickly depleted with each attack. Ra fought on, but the hyenas had him outnumbered. The pack overwhelmed him and pinned him to the dark sand. The largest hyena leapt onto Ra's chest and dug its teeth into his neck. The pain wasn't nearly as humiliating as the shame of failing his creation. Death was coming, and the human souls would be next. Suddenly, the hyena's jaws went slack, and the creature fell away. Ra looked up. The demons were all dead. In their place stood Sekhmet, holding a bloody sword. <sighs> Thank you, Sekhmet. You saved me. And the humans. Oh, I was the one who sent them here. I cannot have them die twice. <sighs> I have never needed assistance before. You've never been to the underworld before. You've never been this old before. There are a lot of firsts. Like you and Bastet working together. Don't get used to that one. Be serious, Sekhmet. Look around you. I have no power here. Ma'at is coming undone. We will not survive this journey unless you two stand side by side. Shh, stop that talk. At least in front of your creations. You might be helpless, but to them, you are the almighty Ra. And they'll need hope if they are going to survive this journey. You're right. Help me on board. 
Ra walked the deck of the Mesectet with his head held high. Despite taking the beating of his life, he knew Sekhmet was right. The human souls still needed a god, and he could not afford to look like anything less. He stalked toward the stern to a waiting Bastet, surrounded by the murmurs of admiration. Father, I've been speaking with the souls. They want us to drop them off after the next gate. I'm not leaving them to fend for themselves. They're coming with us, back to Earth, after we find Osiris. They won't survive the journey, but they believe that something else waits for them beyond the next gate. Their eternal judgment. I am their judge. Were they not born for my very tears? Precisely. You are their creator. Do you think you can be impartial when it comes to their fate? No. Ma'at would not allow me to judge my own creations. But then, who? They say they are to be judged by the one who rules this place, the God of the Dead. We've never met a god you didn't create before. If we're going to see him, as I said, you should rest. Bastet didn't have to say any more. Ra knew what she meant. Simply being in this world aged him rapidly, and after the fight with the hyenas, Ra could barely stand. Ra stared out over the shores of the river. He couldn't quite make sense of the underworld. On one side were acres of lush green fields, on the other a boiling lake of fire. He couldn't imagine what kind of god would rule over such a chaotic land, but he knew they would find out soon enough. Ra sank to the deck and closed his eye. He needed to rest. Ra jolted awake as they passed through the gates. The banks around the river were in ruins, desolate and destroyed. The shores lined with spikes and spears, Sekhmet carefully navigated the Mesectet toward the only dock. Ra leaned against the railing, his legs even more unstable than before. He watched Bastet guide the souls off the boat. They marched up a hill to a palace fit for a god. That is where we will find their judge. Help me up. I will speak for these human souls and ask this god of death where we can find Osiris. Your body is frail. You're too weak to face another god. I have no choice. Bastet and Sekhmet guided their father down the road toward the palace. As chaotic as the rest of the underworld was, everything around the palace was oddly quiet. At least there aren't any demons overhead. Animals that are well-fed don't need to hunt. And I would venture a guess that the demons around the palace have more than they could eat. Ra and his daughters finally made it to the gates. Ra held himself straight and tall as the throne came into view. A massive figure sat on the throne, wrapped from head to toe in bandages. He wore an elaborate crown on his head. Strange God, I have come to vouch for these souls and ask your guidance. I seek the body of my great-grandson, Osiris. For a moment, the god did not move. Then he slowly reached up and began to unwrap the bandages from around his face. As the wrappings fell away, Ra's jaw dropped. <gasps> Osiris! 
the god of the underworld was none other than Osiris, Ra's great-grandson, murdered at the hands of Set. Though Osiris's lips had been sewn shut, Ra heard the younger god's voice echo through his mind. Great-grandfather, Ra, god of all creation, welcome to my new home. I cannot tell you how it is that I came to this place, all I know is that whatever Set did wound up serving a purpose. Ma'at has called me here. You are the opposite that knew foretold. I can't believe it. What a blessing. Oh, I might be the god of the underworld, but I'm not the ruler of the place. The opposite of a god isn't another god. It's an anti-god. Apophis. Ra, listen to me. Get back on the Mesectet and get out of here. Apophis will not rest until it sees you dead. Then we will defeat it together. There could be no balance as long as evil exists. That is not your role. Ra creates, Apophis destroys. My role is here, watching over the souls of the dead and overseeing their final judgment. Yours is in the land of the living, lighting the sky and watching over them from above. I can't go back to your wife and tell her you're gone forever. You must. You have six more hours to the Gate of Dawn. If you fail, Ma'at will be broken. I see. Then I will take my leave of you, Osiris, god of the dead. Bastet and Sekhmet had heard enough. They said their own hurried goodbyes to Osiris, then rushed their father out of the palace. By the time they reached the docks, Ra was too weak to stand. He could only watch as Osiris's palace disappeared from view, the Mesectet floating away down the ghostly river. Ra's entire body ached, his vision blurred, his hands were suddenly wrinkled and withered. The god of all creation was wasting away, and it seemed like something was following them. What was that? Father, did you see it? Ra couldn't speak. He sank to the deck. Whatever was coming for them, they would have to fight without him. An unholy shriek emanated from the river. It was unlike anything Ra had ever heard. The sound itself felt like it was going to shatter Ra's bones. He looked up as a massive black snake rose from the water. It had no eyes, no nose, just a gaping maw of a mouth and rows upon rows of jagged teeth. Apophis. It was twice the size of the Mesectet, with a dozen screaming, tormented human faces sticking out of his underbelly like infected boils. They all made the same godless noise. This was his opposite, the taker of life he had created. Ra couldn't fight. He looked to his daughters, but they were frozen, seemingly hypnotized by this shrieking monster. Then Apophis opened its mouth and dove toward the boat. Ra closed his eyes, bracing himself for the end. Coming up, Ra discovers what's on the other side of death. Life is a highway. 
and on it there will be many chicken sandwiches. But there's only one crispy so go ahead and hit the turn signal if you know about this juicy gem of a detour. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, to get 20, 20, 20, to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Now back to the story. Rod tumbled through darkness. Everything was chaos just as it had been at the beginning, just as it would be forever now. He had failed, destroyed by the demon Apophis, his equal and opposite. And then he heard a voice. Wake up. His own voice, the voice of the sun, his son, the piece of him he had left in the sky of the earth, which was impossible. He was in the underworld. Or was he? He could feel warmth on his skin, and his limbs felt strong. Ra opened his eyes. The sun, the sky, this is Benben. I am home and alive. We are reborn. Our journey starts again. Ra's last fleeting memories rushed through his mind. The horror of the hellish snake, the release of death. He didn't know how he survived the attack, but he felt stronger than ever. Ra leapt to his feet, and Sekhmet ran to his side. Father, you were dead. How is this possible? I don't know. I've never felt better in all my existence. I feel strong, renewed. Your skin is as smooth as a child's. This is what Osiris was trying to tell me. For eons, I tried to control Ma'at to force order and balance, but I am just a piece of the whole. This journey was a part of it. We're doing it again. What? Absolutely not. I know it's hard to understand, daughter. I created the mortals without truly comprehending what I was doing, but their lives were always a reflection of my own path. They die and leave this world and go on to the next, and I must do the same every night. No, father, you don't understand. That thing got stronger after you died. It grew bigger. More mouths, more of that awful noise. Apophis doesn't care about Ma'at. It just wants to destroy you. Then we will fight it again. Neither Sekhmet nor Bastet could dissuade their determined father. Together, they started their journey again, 12 hours through the day and another 12 hours through the night. The fields, the demons, Osiris, Apophis, it was all the same. Over and over, night after night, Ra demanded that they go back through the underworld, reinvigorated by the rebirth, by letting go of his iron grip on creation and order, Ra felt free. But the journey took its toll on Bastet and Sekhmet. They were alone in their fight against Apophis. Unable to ward off the snake's hypnosis, they did what they could to protect Ra. Hiding him in a sarcophagus protected his physical form, but he was still far too weak to put up a fight. 
And on the rare nights Apophis managed to kill Ra himself, they noticed the creature got stronger. The underworld grew darker, the demons bigger and more widespread. Something about this was still off. There was a piece missing, and if they didn't figure out what it was, Ma'at was going to come undone. We are reborn. Our journey starts again. Once again, Ra pushed open the lid of his sarcophagus and felt the warmth of the blinding glory that emanated from his body. As much as he hated dying, the feeling of rebirth was a glorious one. But this morning was different. He seemed to be alone on the Monjet. Bastet! Sekhmet! My mighty warriors, where are you? <sighs> Ra looked down. Streams of fresh blood flowed down the deck from the bow. Ra ran to the source. Bastet and Sekhmet were battered and bloody. They were alive, but Ra had never seen them so defeated. My girls, what happened? Apophis, he's too strong now. He's killed you too many times. We can't go again. But we must. Ma'at requires it. No. If we let you die at his hands again, Ma'at will be over. Apophis will win forever. Then we'll have to find a way to keep me alive. What do you think we've been doing? We watch you die every single night, frozen, hypnotized until after it's attacked. You don't see what we see, the dark magic, the utter chaos within that creature. We weren't made to fight something like that. Ross stared out over the edge of the barge, looking down at the earth below. His daughters were right. They were alone in this fight without him. He only had 12 hours to come up with a solution. But by the noonday sun, he was still no closer to an answer. He prayed for Nu to help, but Nu remained silent. Ra was on his own. Time was running out. His daughters were right. They weren't made to fight something as chaotic as Apophis, but he knew someone that was. The rain beat down all around Set, still stuck in this dog form. Soaking wet, he crammed his snout into a hollowed-out log. Since Ra turned him into a dog, his only food had been the snakes scattered around the heavens. When he was a god, Set could never figure out why Ra created snakes for this realm. But trapped as a dog, he wondered if it was just for times like this as an extended punishment to other gods stripped of their powers, to force them to wallow in the mud looking for a meal. Set lunged once more, diving deeper into the log. He almost had the snake in his jaws. The log suddenly exploded around Set. He was confused. His head hurt. Face down in the dirt, Set used his hands to push himself off the ground, which was something he just realized he could do again. Arms! I've got arms! <laughs> You're welcome. You, what are you doing here? Your penance is done. And? And I need your help. <laughs> Almighty Ron needs my help. Do you know how long I've been running around this island chasing snakes? Five hundred years. Five hundred years. 
And now you're just going to wave your hand and think I will come back to Ben-Ben. No, I think you're going to join me on a trip to the Underworld. To hand me over to Osiris? No thanks. It's not about Osiris. It's about Apophis. The Anti-God. Oh. None of us are capable of fighting him, but you understand chaos like none of my offspring. If anyone can help me fight Apophis, it's you. What's in it for me? I'll give you back your godly form and put you in charge of the storms on Earth. And you get to rub your newfound status in Osiris's nose every single night for all eternity. Very tempting. The two gods stared at each other. Set smiled at Ra and stuck out his hand. Ra reached out to take it. But I have a better idea. Ra closed his hand around nothing. Set had disappeared. Ra could hear him laughing somewhere on the island. Ra wanted to give chase, but there was no time. Set had made his choice. Ra would have to go it alone. Ra transported himself back to the Monjet. They were nearly to the mouth of Newt, the entrance to the underworld. Bastet and Sekhmet stared at him expectantly, but Ra didn't have to say anything. His solo return told them everything they needed to know. They would either survive tonight's battle with Apophis, or Ma'at would be undone, and all the realms would be destroyed. The gates to the underworld opened before them. Ra could feel himself get weaker just looking into the darkness. Sekhmet stopped the Mesektet at the first gate and loaded up the boat with new human souls. Ra had demanded they stop every trip to escort the souls to Osiris. The least they could do for his creations was to provide them safe passage. Ra sat at the back of the boat, conserving his energy. He had lived and died a thousand times by this point, but there was something to the finality of this journey that weighed on him. If they didn't succeed, there would be no rebirth for Ra, and these souls would all be consumed. His existence, his creations, and Ma'at itself would all be wiped out at once. Ra needed all the strength he could muster. They passed the fields and the lake of fire and Osiris's palace. It was almost time. Father, it's time to get in. Not tonight. But you must. If Apophis defeats us tonight, there is nothing that will be able to save me or this world. I'm going to face it, god to anti-god. Ra covered his ears as the boat lurched out of the water. The bone-chilling shriek could only mean one thing. Apophis was here. Ra forced himself to stand upright. Bastet and Sekhmet flanked him. Slowly, Apophis broke through the waves and rose into the sky in front of the Mesectet. He was even bigger now. More twisted human faces sprouted from his body. More rows of nightmarish teeth appeared. Apophis shrieked again. Ra looked to his daughters, both frozen by Apophis's hypnotic powers. The snake lunged toward the boat. Ra stared back at the snake. Order in all things, even in the underworld. 
Suddenly, Apophis spasmed and flung his body to the side of the boat, missing it entirely. Black blood splattered the deck as it fell past. Bastet and Sekhmet were free from the spell. All the gods looked toward the snake. It appeared to be injured, jerking its head back and forth through the air as if to shake off a fly. What happened? Chaos has come to fight chaos. Set appeared on the top of Apophis. A javelin plunged into the head of the anti-god. Bastet didn't waste a moment, leaping from the bow of the Mesectet and driving her knife deep into Apophis's neck. For once, all of his family was working together against the darkness. Ra swelled with pride. In the beginning, he created life to counter the dark. Now he was watching it play out in real time. But the joy was short-lived. Ra's legs buckled. It was that time. Sekhmet rushed to her father's side and helped him to the sarcophagus. Did you know Set would show up? I knew he wouldn't pass up an opportunity to claim victory in Osiris' dominion. Rest easy, father. We're going to win. No, we won't. Ma'at is not about winning. Everything has a place. Set has a place. So does Apophis. Evil will continue. And so will good. And we will do it again tomorrow. Go, fight. Wake up. Our journey starts again. In many ways, the story of Ra is no different than most creation myths. There's a beginning of darkness and chaos. Light comes to the darkness and life is made. There are similar versions of that same story told in all different corners of the world. In a way, they're the first tales of mythic heroes. But the story of Ra isn't simply about a hero overcoming their enemy. The two must coexist. Ra's victory isn't claiming dominion over existence, but discovering that all things have a place. Balance is found in accepting that which cannot be controlled and working with it. By putting people in the right positions for them to succeed and trusting in everyone doing their job, order prevails. It's a uniquely hands-off approach. The ancient Egyptians believed that Ra faced the same journey day after day and night after night, a constant cycle of life, death, and rebirth. While we might only have one life, there's a valuable lesson to learn from the God of the Sun. Order is required for life to flourish, but it can't be forced. Rather than an iron fist, what the world needs is balance. Thanks again for tuning in to Mythology. We'll be back Tuesday with a new episode. You can find more episodes of Mythology and all other Spotify originals from Parcast for free on Spotify. If you enjoy Mythology, you'll love my other podcast, Tales. Tales presents fairy tales the way they were originally told, orally and unadulterated. Traditional fairy tales aren't exactly suitable for children, and every Wednesday, we dive into another dark, classic tale. We'll be back next week with another epic story. 
Mythology is a Spotify original from Parcast. Executive producers include Max and Ron Cutler. Sound designed by Nick Johnson, with production assistance by Ron Shapiro, Carly Madden, and Freddie Beckley. This episode of Mythology was written by Jesse Harris, with writing assistance by Andrew Kelleher, fact-checking by Haley Milliken, and research by Adriana Gomez. The amazing cast of voice actors includes Kai Jordan, Joe Hernandez, and Jen Wong. I'm Vanessa Richardson. Fact, fiction, fame. Discover the real story behind one of history's most formidable families in the Spotify original from Parcast, The Kennedys. Remember, you can binge all 12 episodes starting on Tuesday, January 19th. Listen free and exclusively on Spotify.